good morning or good evening whenever you're listening to this episode of the Spitfire Sisters podcast. We have a wonderful day. We are sat in the beautiful, sunny Chalmersport with the wonderful Pippa from Pip and Pantalemon. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming Welcome. this way. Thank you for joining us. And for riding down as Yeah, well. what an entrance. <laughs> <laughs> not deliberately. And not on a horse. No. <laughs> How long have you been riding a bike for? Um, I've been riding for um, probably about three years, I think. Mm. My boyfriend's always ridden mm-hmm. and um, I would ride the back of his bike. But I got so sick of his helmet in my face yeah. ever see seen was his helmet mm. unless I wanted to stick my head out in the road which not a good idea Very dangerous. So, yeah. so eventually I I took the plunge and were you scared? it can be yeah I, I find the idea of it terrifying I'm really impressed um, I wasn't scared initially but I do get scared mm. quite regularly as well oh. it's an idea I might actually change my mind on quite soon because <laughs> <laughs> it is dangerous it's really dangerous mm. it's convenient sometimes mm. And it's nice if the roads aren't too busy, but yeah. scary times. Might change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, a skill, I suppose. It is, so, absolutely. And it looks very cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. It does look very cool. <laughs> um, so we thought we might start in our usual fashion with happy hour. So um, if there's anything in particular that's been making you happy recently, this week, this this month, this, this year, this year. Um, Wimbledon started yesterday. Ah, oh, yeah. Have you watched any? Uh... I well, I don't have a TV license or a TV, so BBC. Don't worry, I'm not breaking any rules. But I did catch up with the highlights on the website with um, the 15 year old tennis player who yeah. beat Venus Williams, which was insane. I, I really wanted to watch right it, and I I had it on in the background yesterday afternoon when I was working, and then completely forgot to actually watch when I wanted to. And they've got it on BBC One and BBC Two, which makes it very complicated. I can't watch both at the same time. I'm, I'm... Wouldn't it be great if you could have a split screen? I bet you can. There must be ways of doing that. Yeah, there must, mustn't there? I'm sure you can. Yeah, you definitely could. You I definitely need to think it. about that. I feel like if you guys can manage all these microphones and know what they're doing, <laughs> you would be the ones to... <laughs> Probably work screen. out how to do split screen. Yeah. <laughs> Corey Gough, her name is. 15. Unbelievable. She's world number 313. Mm. Not for long, maybe. No, no, not for long. I don't think so. I think she's absolutely going to smash it. I love it. And I might go and watch it at the Cabinet Rooms. Oh, are yeah, screening, be screening it, it live every day. Really? Um, yes, utilising their TV licence, which they have. Um, <laughs> the licence <laughs> police are out today. Because well, I had a letter through my post. straight for the I had a letter through... Oh, exactly. <laughs> oh, we knew they had trouble because I had a letter through my post the other day being like, mm, we know, we don't know if you... I was like, I haven't had a TV, as we have discussed in this podcast before. Anyway, this is such a boring story. I'm going to start that right now. But the cabinet rooms are screening it, and I really feel like a gin and tonic and watching some Wimbledon would really make Not my life. Not why can't I have Pims, can I? Because it's so sugary. Yeah, that's true. So gin and tonic is a respectable substitute. Thank you so much for the Pims. Fever tree tonic is made of fructose, so it's fruit sugars. I'm sure it's equally as bad for you, but in my head, I'm justifying it massively. So, so if you're listening, Fever Tree, yes. we will absolutely. Oh, Fever Tree, so. if you want to sponsor us, I would be well on board with that. <laughs> so would my mother. Yeah, <laughs> you're her favourite. <laughs> something that's been making me happy in a very grown-up sort of way um i bought some new bed sheets which oh, yes are they are 600 oh. thread count wow. oh my god <laughs> Wait, and they're so they're like they're quite heavy weighty mm. yeah 
and super crispy and just white. Just so nice. Is there a better feeling than getting into a freshly made bed? No. No. I really thought when you said that you were going to say 600% cotton. And I was fully prepared to roll up my sleeves and be like, right. Make sure. No. 600%. I don't, I, I must confess, perhaps you can help us. I don't know what the 600 is in in which area it's like the density of it i'm not it's all up round your chin and not nothing at your toe it gets lacy at the bottom <laughs> well, like 600 threads over a meter might not be very much you know i i, I don't know i, I don't thought know. this sounds really unrealistic now because 600 so high but i thought it was over an inch but that can't be possible maybe we should check hang on google's coming out for the thread second count. time well, see, so i bought i bought these 600 thread count i also bought a 200 thread count for for the single beds that we have here as well which is also very lovely Mm. Mm. but just just not quite as dense yeah the kids haven't earned their 600 thread count yet (laughs) well you couldn't buy a 600 in a single well it's probably you're not worthy (laughs) (laughs) and are you gonna iron your new bedding because that does make a difference it does it does make a difference unfortunately they uh, come straight out the packet onto the bed for the first for the nice. first go. Mm. Yeah, but I do think after a wash, that's the the only downside to having pure cotton sheets is that they do crinkle up after you wash them. Mm. That's for sure. So I might be ironing them. Maybe mm. you were spot on. Technically, thread count means the number of threads woven together in a square inch. You count both lengthways warp and widthways weft. Uh, so a hundred so length by threads woven with a hundred width. Yeah, produces a count, thread count of 200, yeah. So that's 300 times 300. That's an awful lot of amount of space. That's quite yeah. rich, that's insane. It must be very dense. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should feel them. <laughs> yeah. Bring them down, we'll have the... Uh, bring them on down. Yeah, I'll bring my pillow down. We can do a blind feeling, bring down the 200. Yeah, well. see, oh yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> see if we can tell which is which. <laughs> Get the blindfolds out. Too far. Well, no, I'm feeling. Yeah. Whoever wants to make you happy? I'm quite happy always i love that my answer is quite shallow but today i'm quite happy um i've never answered something like this before but i'm quite happy with my hair today love that not something that ever interests me at all today it just seems to have worked because i've been wearing a helmet so i'd expect helmet hair Mm. but i feel like i've got myself a new knack today where i've like taken if made my center part into the side mm-hmm. and then i've done two really low buns so then when i've taken my helmet off i've debunned and put my middle parting back so i've got a bit of volume ah. do you have you would never know you've been wearing a, and it, uh, it has worked but i must say it's totally fluke as well because i went somewhere the other day and did basically the same and i spent the whole time trying to like de-peel my fringe off my forehead <laughs> because it had plastered down it wasn't a good look so for some reason today it's worked okay. <laughs> does look great thank you it does and look i'm great. also really enjoying the word debun i like that as well that's debun really yeah debun took my buns out i like that that's Anna? great oh you have two things to be happy for Good today can you imagine no usually i struggle um <laughs> it's not that i'm unhappy i just don't have to pin things you yeah. know yeah. that made me happy today two things one on a sporting theme women's world cup yeah i am mm. loving it and tonight we play usa <gasps> in the semi-finals and we're obviously gonna win Oh, where, <laughs> where would it be? Uh, where, where, where would it be televised if one wanted to watch on the television? <laughs> I'm really going to go things. for the BBC, but other TV channels are available, <laughs> and I wouldn't know exactly where to direct you. But it's kick off at eight o'clock this evening, and it's going to be epic. And you must have a TV license in order to watch. 
Yes. Or you can watch it on iPlayer. You still need a TV license, but you don't need to watch that at eight o'clock. Second thing that's made me happy today is that I might finally be getting a bath. <gasps> oh, that's yeah. so exciting. I might actually be moving house to a place with a bath. How long has it been since you had a bath? Not like had a bath. <laughs> <laughs> Two years. That's since insane. Since I had a bath in the place I lived. That's amazing. We're going to go to Lush a lot and mm. I'm going to also buy things I for the bath. A perk of working at Victoria Station. Absolutely. We go there a lot and I stand and I stare at the bath bombs and I go, oh, if only I had a bath. Can you talk me through this as an idea? Would you be interested in this? A, yes, B, no. But I'm not trying to pitch you a business. I don't know why I said it like <laughs> I'm that. A bit to that. Have you seen those pictures? I feel like there are a lot on Instagram about like influencers being like isn't this the perfect bath and they've always got like a wooden a tray, a yeah. tray. got it on my pinterest yeah. wish list already seriously is this yeah. a thing I like really want one. I, a glass I, of wine on a tray in the bath on a, that's a genius you can get ones with ipad stands if you want yeah, to I even take your ipad in the bath i don't want to which i do not want to do risky no, no, no. But all of my also, books i don't go in there for my ipad no you get there to you get away, to get from, away from it yeah. all of my books look like they've drowned they've all had they were all like their pages are all warped. Like mm. I've taken them on a shipwreck journey. The tray thing interests me, yeah. but I can't work out if realistically that's a good idea or if it's just like I'm one hundred percent. Okay, one. all right. Yeah, yeah I'm so maybe wait and see how. Yeah, how I'll I find it. Like. Bath. We'll tray. talk about it in great depth on the podcast. Good, I look forward to it very much. <laughs> if good. you come from a bath tray company and yeah, want to sponsor this, imagine drinking our fever tree gin and tonic. <laughs> On a very nice handmade bath tray situation. Are we just going to top up all of the mentions yeah. of brands and then sort <laughs> we, of spam we've them We've never after done this. this before. We've never done this before. I not think. quite this outrageously. No. I feel like we've missed a trick with us three not experiencing six hundred count. That's that awesome. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. If only I'm, I knew where to where go did, where to did get, you get such a hundred count. That's red count. I got it from a um, an online supplier called Soak and Sleep, which I believe Ooh. used to be called Duvet and Pillow Warehouse, but maybe found that a little bit too niche in the name <laughs> well I would personally be interested in receiving mm, absolutely. <laughs> yes. as would I and I would I would give it a thorough review on our blog <laughs> and you could enjoy your bath with your fever tree tonic, tonic and tray on your tray mm. and then slip into fresh fresh that made lovely bed. that's got to be perfect wouldn't that be lovely i personally like my fever tree tonic with some gin in it but i'm not fussy by which brand so send me a sample <laughs> and i'll try them all <laughs> Can, actually sorry i'm sorry this, is, this actually isn't a, like a beg for a sponsorship but i recently bought the seville orange tanqueray gin mm. holy mother of god that stuff is delicious that's i am not very that... keen to try that you first tried to purchase it from oh yeah <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. from Morrison's yeah. and got refused and he, got ID'd. he said he said to be fair I was practically wearing my pyjamas I didn't have any makeup on and it was all, I just said can I please buy this and he was like how old are you and I was like oh I'm 30 and he was a very nice man he was just doing his job etc etc but he said well no I've asked I can't I was like my birthday is 30th of May 1989 he was like no sorry so I sloped back to our Morrison's cafe table cried <laughs> and then went to Waitrose and bought it there <laughs> also interested to be sponsored by Waitrose but that's fine that's not or Tanqueray or Tanqueray that, but on, honestly if you're looking for something to make you happy not that you should rely on alcohol to do that this has gone in a very dark weird message place but that is so tasty I might give that a go do you just have that with a normal tonic with a normal tonic yeah absolutely I tried it with a I had a 
so flavoured like a hibiscus soda water. Oh wow! Also um, which I did not enjoy it with no, because it was too much going, going on. on. Yes, I I enjoyed the soda water, but not with that gin. Mm. So I would thoroughly recommend. It's like a little taste of holiday. Is it anything like the Aperol? No, much nicer than that. Really? Much nicer. I mean, I enjoy an Aperol spritz. Don't get me wrong, but much more flavourful. Much Ooh, more fruitier. identifiable as oranges. Yes, much more like ah somebody's waved some fruit near this as opposed to somebody's called it orange because that's the colour it's turned out to be mm. okay mm. well I might try that yeah mm-hmm. I would recommend mm-hmm. and I will take 10% of that sale thank you very much <laughs> affiliate link yeah <laughs> mm. I feel like we can, we can start quizzing our yes. guest yes. today your company make exquisite underwear of which I am wearing a set of are right you now. right now yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and I must say, you have spoilt me for every other bra. Every other bra I put on is now a disappointment because they're so comfortable. Oh, that's so comfy. Thank you. Um, and uh, and we'd like to know a little bit more about about your brand. But how, how did you start? How did you get into making lingerie? Um, well, I started it at uni. I studied it, um, fashion and contour at Leicester. So I already knew how to do it. And then when I graduated, I went off and worked for a company um, that doesn't exist anymore, but they were a very high-end company. They were supplying to Selfridges in the UK, um, Louis Sevier Roma and places in Hong Kong and stuff. So the the standards and the quality was really, really high. Um, and then I left that job and didn't do anything for a bit, for about six months. I left because I wasn't enjoying it. And uh, it became, I enjoyed it at the beginning, but then it became really unpleasant. And I think it's really important if you're not enjoying yourself to just leave. And I was lucky because I didn't have to worry too much, I guess, about like doing something next. But then after about six months, I had an idea. It was very hungover. (laughs) It was was New Year's Day and I'd just been to a New Year's Eve wedding, which was excellent. The best thing to do on New Year's Eve. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for the whole year I didn't have to worry about what I was doing on New Year's Eve. That's a wedding. Anyway, um, that was about five or six hours drive away. So in the morning, um, someone else was driving me back because I was hungover, so I wasn't driving. Um, But I just had the idea to make these suspender belts with Y straps because I'd never seen any anywhere ever. But I know people like loads of suspender straps. So I made one. Um, I put it on Etsy and... I sold it in a few days, less than a week, I think. And um, then I made a few more and I sold them and it grew and grew. And it was just a never sen- never a sensible time to stop like doing more. It was very, there was quite a bit of momentum. I was like, well, if that, if that's, if people like that, they'd also like this idea. And, and so now it is what it is about um, four or five, four, four and a half years on. Wow, Amazing. brilliant. So it's evolved really organically from, the, from day I, one. I, yeah, I would say it's really organic, yeah. Mm. I haven't pushed anything ever. I've never... Um, I don't design anything regularly. Mm. I'm not like, oh, it's June, so I need to bring out um, a load of new stuff. I just... If I've got free time and I've got a nice fabric or I've got a nice style and I think it would lend itself to something, then we sample it and make it. But there's no pressure to, to bring out 10 or 12 new things constantly. Mm. Is that, that must make it a much more comfortable way to work as well then because you're doing things in your own I find it. I find it really comfortable, yeah. There's no pressure really. Mm. 
it's nice it's really nice do you have a team that you work with there are two of us only wow um, and the other person is my boyfriend wow <laughs> uh, he's great at um, communications with customers and he uh, he does other things that um, so I make a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. nearly all of it mm, 95% of it I say we because there's there have other people have kind of come and gone freelance style um, and then there's obviously my boyfriend so it's not just me so I say we but we make about 95% of it in house and then outsource a tiny bit as and when to freelancers in the UK is that is that when do you do a time that where you've had too many orders to keep up with or or is it I do it in advance so if I've got popular things uh, that I know are going to sell then I make a bit of bulk of them but Typically, our stock level is tiny, mm. especially compared to other brands. We've got, um, I mean, basically no stock. We have got some of the most, most popular pieces because it makes the day easier if an order comes through. Mm. We can ship it and send it out. Or most often an order comes through and I've got half of it in stock and then I'll make the other half. But it means that we're not overproducing stuff that doesn't need to exist. We're only really sewing for demand. Mm. Um which is something that I'm happy with. But it also massively reduces my stress levels because I don't have to decide with a factory how many pieces I'm going to order, mm-hmm. worry if I can afford it, and then worry about trying to sell them. Then when they don't sell, putting them on sale at the end yeah. of the season. And then worrying about designing something new. So. Does that mean you never have a sale then? You've always got kind of what you want to sell. It does mean that, yeah. yeah. We That's never amazing. have a sale. Um, because ethically, we don't... <laughs> I mean, a sale's great, and mm. everybody loves a bargain, but you could argue that you don't strictly need Absolutely. vintage and retro-inspired lingerie. So if you're buying it on sale, you you don't strictly need it. Mm-hmm. And so I would prefer people consider and only buy half as much, mm-hmm. but treasure it, and really, really make a good choice about the one piece that they want, rather than buying double Absolutely. the amount in a sale mm-hmm. well, it's an investment anyway I think uh, I, bras that I have bought from other places because of my chest size have always been more of an investment because they mm. are inexpensive the, mm. the bigger your boobs are the more expensive it is and therefore it's like I have to consider what I'm going to buy I would much rather like you say spend a, an amount of money on something that I know I'm going to wear and enjoy wearing and yeah. like well also it's the worth of the clothes isn't mm-hmm. it like if you've worked out the price of your items it's because the materials cost this yeah. amount and your time has cost this amount mm. and that's to sort of undermine that by putting out on sale yeah. that's true that's true and because we're not producing in a factory mm. um our cost price is very difficult to understand because it's a, a length of someone's time mm. of course um maybe between doing other things as well so it could take any length of time to make something. It could be very quick, or if that was my next question. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you are you are incredibly reasonably priced, competitively mm. priced. I, I think for what you do offer, um, yeah. was it a difficult thing to set? Um, mm-hmm. that is always something to think about. I don't want to. I'm I'm quite happy with the prices. I think they're fair for what you get. What someone once told me. If nobody's telling you it's too expensive, it's not expensive enough. And so from time to time, I get somebody tell me it's too expensive. Very rarely. Once every six months or a year or so. And I think that means they've got the price actually just right. Mm. 
Yeah. Totally. Anecdotally and probably <laughs> off the record. <laughs> <laughs> I did also have somebody message me um, a week or two ago and about a corselet which is about £100 and say, um, this is beautiful but totally out of my price range. Full stop. Oh, and I was like, thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> not even, not even a cheeky ask for. Yeah, could you have some money? If it was just a. It was. I don't know if they were trying to say like that's beautiful, well done, sorry, I can't buy it, mm. or whether they were saying, why is it so expensive? Yeah. Did you reply? It's very hard. To I read. didn't reply. Mm. It's hard to reply when somebody hasn't read the question. Like yes, I wasn't sure what they wanted. Yeah. Um And sometimes with that kind of thing, um, if they're not satisfied by the reply, I didn't think. I thought about replying, mm. but then I wasn't sure how I could help. No, with that mm. specific thing. Yeah, because as you say, it's, it's kind of reasonably priced. If it was a few hundred pounds, I might be like, okay, here's a bit of mm. cash off as you've been cheeky mm. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you caught the throne me and So if I ordered something right this second mm. and it wasn't something that you had in stock, mm. when do you say? Do you send an email saying it will be ready in seven to ten days or two to four weeks or? Um, it's one or two days. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, gosh. Was that- it- we're sewing every day. That's amazing. Mm, well, I see other indie brands making in the UK, and they're always saying it's a six-week wait time, and it's always a six-week wait all throughout the year. So, and I, I can't understand why. Mm. I can only assume it's because they're buying in materials for each mm. order as they come, yeah. um, whereas I've got masses of everything, and so can make things immediately. And I think if you keep on top of it, then you don't need to have that six-week wait yeah. time so but that also means that i um we work weekends sometimes or yeah. evenings we're quite flexible about but then i also don't work some working days if i've got something else to do like record a podcast you sure. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> run your own diary a bit more mm. yeah so on your website you have that you're very sustainably conscious and mm. that you what I really liked reading was that you give anything you have left over, any scraps of material, you give it to people in the community or schools yes. or things like that. Mm-hmm. How do you approach that? Do you say, I make underwear and here's my leftover fabric, would you like it? Uh, no, there's much less communication than that. <laughs> <laughs> I um, know of a textile scrap recycling centre in Oxford called Orinoco, and they're great for me because I love to have a rummage, although nothing's ever useful, but that doesn't stop me getting it. Uh, but I, whenever I go, every six to eight weeks, I take whatever scraps we've got. Um, it's a bit of a messy place, but they've got all sorts. They've got like, I think Mulberry send their leather offcuts there. So that there's only tiny little bits, but I want to a bit of Mulberry on something. Um, like companies that make bus seats send their scraps there. I've seen loads of wallpaper, loads of old oh, wow. like half used paints and stuff that where, you can't wear. Where is this again? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's in Headington in Oxford. It's called Orinoco. I'm just going to write that down. Yeah. Yeah. I've recorded great. it so you can listen back to it. <laughs> I want to know it now. <laughs> They've got um, kitchen tiles and stuff, things that it's difficult to chuck away. They haven't got masses of things, so mm. it wouldn't be ever enough to make a tile a kitchen or something, but if you wanted to do It's a great end-of-line salvage place. That place sounds oh, like a place yeah, I want great. to go at the weekend. It's great for rummaging. That's amazing. Fantastic. And then you use like vintage machines and things like that. Yep. Vintage machinery. Um, Does that make it really difficult? If something broke, then that slows the process down. I imagine it would slow the process down a lot, but nothing is broken in five years. Touch wood, straight away. 
Plus, um, Ed is very useful. The um, other member of staff is very... He's an engineer, so if something does That's happen, I can um, explain the problem, and between us we'll probably be able to sort it out. But nothing's physically broken. If it did, it would be a massive problem, because... We use Beninas and they've just stopped making them a couple of years oh, ago. Gosh, okay. How old are, are your machines? Um, probably about 60 years old. Wow. They're quite old. But they're beautiful. Mm. I bet. They're, oh, they're a lovely colour. They're like dusty green, but they're lovely. They're really nice. Are you tempted to do you sort of buy stock of, of the parts? And, yeah. And s- <laughs> yeah, when I see... When Stockpile I see, them just in case. I do. When I see an old Benina, I do pick it up because it's got bits in it. It's got mm. parts and yeah. they don't take up much space. I just have a couple somewhere. None of them work. But <laughs> it doesn't together, matter. Yeah, together <laughs> they, they, they could make one. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Different question. Personal question. Mm. Don't mind me asking. Um, did you meet your boyfriend before you started working together or did you, were you working together and then... Oh, I met him long before. Long before, okay. Yeah. Mm. I met him when I was um, working at my first job after graduating so he's seen it all go through he's seen me have a tough time at an old job leave an old job not really do anything then like this thing snowball yeah we've seen it all was it easy to transition into working with each other no it's not easy Mm. it's difficult because it's still mine absolutely Mm. yeah but I must admit there are definitely things that he can do really well Mm. much better he's got a much better way with people via email negotiating things not that I'm a kind of negotiating type because mm. that just causes stress but you know if there's like <clears throat> something uh, difficult to discuss he's very good at um, creating sensible responses Sometimes it just takes somebody who's not necessarily engaged in in the correspondence to have a... It definitely does, yes. I think because I make it and design it, I would admit you can take criticism personally. Mm -hmm. And I've got to... I'm better at it now because the volume is higher. And so the criticism is... um, I mean, not that I get criticism. (laughs) But um, he's definitely better as an outsider to respond yeah you've sort of yeah. brought it into the world and it's yeah. probably a, it's a lot more of you involved in that yeah, process yeah yeah it's, it's like any artist isn't it mm-hmm. it's very difficult mm. removing yourself from the end product yeah the company i used to work for was also a husband and wife company and he would go out and do wholesale sales and um he would take all of the notes down but be very careful about which ones he passed on because some of them could be Ah. offensive so I remember seeing they'd made a uh, pale grey silvery line um, of lingerie and he had written down that um, a few potential wholesalers had commented that it looked like it had had an accident in the washing machine (gasps) so it had gone off white Um, and he never told her that and it made it to it got produced and it didn't sell Oh, oh no! no. Also, maybe that was yeah. a comment that should have been. Yeah, on. definitely, definitely. But it's difficult, isn't it? Mm. It's difficult to hear truths mm. sometimes. I guess. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. How do you choose your fabrics? Um, choose my fabrics depending on what's available to me. Um, from specialist lingerie fabric suppliers. Um, and it depends on what they've got available in their sample room. So I don't buy. I don't make mass orders. 
uh, kind of use up what they've got left, which okay. suits me because I don't want to buy 200 meters mm. of something. But I feel the pressure to use it. <laughs> maybe I want a bit less. Yeah, I don't feel the pressure to use it. Um, and it happens to also help the environment. Mm. But that um, that's a handy byproduct mm. of the way it works. And basically, I just choose whatever catches my eye because if it catches my eye, it's going to catch someone else's, I guess. There's a couple of um, familiar faces on your website to us, mm. like um, Dolly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you find your models? Um, initially, um, they contact me, mm. I would say, almost all of the time. Yeah, all of the time. Maybe by one, they've contacted me. Amazing. The first model we worked with was the Rocker Girl, who's mm-hmm. based in Poland, and um, we were just selling on Etsy at the time with a load of photos and stuff on mannequins. And she messaged and was like, "I can help." Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, so she said a few pieces that she loved, which were the most striking pieces, and I sent them to her. And um, she sent me back these photos, and they were just the most incredible, incredible things. It's beautiful. I framed them all immediately and put oh, them on the wall. Oh, so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a really striking website, I think. You've got a real amazing group of women modelling. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, thank you. It's, really it's, cool. Um, it's not too serious, no. crucially, because mm. you're just, just underwear. You don't want to take it too seriously. But they show off the pieces perfectly. Great. And make them look That's good to hear. Super mm. Thank you. Beautiful. I, well, I know when I got my first set, I was absolutely delighted, and I recommended them to my friends here. But you don't do their sizes. I'm allowed to talk about that. You I don't do their sizes. You are allowed to talk about that. So, I, in the words of Louisa, mm-hmm. I am ample bosomed, bosomed with a small circumference. So I'm like a 28. Right. Do you, would you? potentially make she just said her bra size on a podcast that's make everybody knows everybody knows they can see (laughs) they get in the way of everything (laughs) the problem with bra sizes is everybody is Mm. different Mm -hmm. and i could say yes i can make it because i feasibly could apply the same grading rules to any size yeah but it hasn't been tested, so right. I can't guarantee that if I sent you it, that it would fit it would you. Have, right, mm. of course. So, uh, it's definitely possible, mm. but... It, might, it still might not fit. But it would be a guess. Yeah. Mm. It should fit, but it wouldn't be definite, whereas everything mm. else, the size range... We go up to a 38G mm. um, and down to, like, a 32A. Yeah, you, have a, you have a really wide range of mm. sizes, mm. for sure. Just, just, I just want some nice underwear yeah. so badly. <laughs> we do 30s, so 28 is possible. Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. The, the, um, and we do in um, bottoms and suspend belts and girdles, we mm. do from a UK 8 to 22. And I find that um, we sell a lot at the top end of the size range, and I think that's because nobody else is... Mm. Mm. Is selling those sizes, but I've got no idea why. Because, mm. yeah, that's the, absolutely true. Sometimes when we've been at Goodwood and we've looked at particular stands, and you just everything goes up to a sixteen, and that's it. Yeah. And you can yeah. then everyone goes home and types into Google and says, "Well, where can I get it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do loads of custom stuff as well, mm. and 
was talking to a friend recently or an acquaintance and he was quizzing me about it and asking and saying but well so do you charge a lot more for custom and you could see his eyes kind of light up because all he does is custom work in a different industry and I was like no I charge exactly the same mm. price for a custom piece because I'm going to make it on the same sewing machine which is the same mm. distance from me it's no more effort I quite like the variety mm. doing something a bit different um and crucially if I want to be inclusive it's my fault that mm. I don't do that size not theirs so they shouldn't come to me and say oh unfortunately I'm this size can you make it for me and like expect to pay double mm. I, I think I should say yes I can no problem or that would be difficult because X, Y and Z yes yeah, mm. yeah. give a reason why mm. if it's not possible mm. Mm. <laughs> hello yes yeah that's fine yeah don't worry I'll edit this bit out about Patrick asking whether he's allowed a shower <laughs> the well, answer is always no you're so polite did you have a nice time it was lovely thank you very quiet good time yeah. to go I imagine Oh, yeah, best time. Um, love the bike, by the way. Oh, thanks. Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Not allowed. Right. Can't be trusted. I wanted to ask about the name. Um, I want to know how much Pantalemon is named after Philip Pullman's character. Uh, yes, it is a bit, but... I mean, it does also sound like pants. Which I enjoy very much. <laughs> it's a bit of everything. Favourite answer ever. <laughs> it sounds a it little bit sound like, like pants. pants. It's, it's definitely not something I thought about thoroughly mm. enough. Right. <laughs> and now I'm stuck with it. Did you read it's the It's a great name. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it is, uh, it is a bit based on it. Yeah. It's a great name. <laughs> Thanks. It's really good. Really strong. I was just, then I was just doing some shopping to debate whether I'm going to get a 30 and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, the, I'm sure the podcast didn't need to know about that. They always need to know. Yeah. I'm gonna buy some new pants, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody that you look at that inspires you when you're making the garments? Is there anybody that you're like? There's there's nobody in particular, but there's also everybody. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is why Instagram is so great. Yes, and real customers are brilliant because they share they share feedback photos of every single real customer basically mm-hmm. inspires me that's really nice that's amazing if i decided in a dream tonight that i was going to set up my own laundry company yeah. what would you suggest i did first other than learn how to sew and make laundry <laughs> <laughs> uh, first i don't know you sort of need to do everything all <laughs> I always joke because my nickname is Ding Ding, yeah. and I always joked about setting up um, a plus size lingerie brand called Ding Ding's Double D's. Yeah, and then I realised I didn't know how to do that, so I'm genuinely asking. And <laughs> <laughs> um, you'd probably need to get some patterns made. Yeah, I guess that would probably be the very first thing, and then samples maybe. Hmm. I don't know because I don't know because I didn't do it. I think how other people set up a business. I mm. think. They think about it for a long time and they plan it and then they launch massively. Whereas I kind of was like, well, I'm free this afternoon. I think I'm going to make one of that suspender belt that I was thinking about the other day. I feel like most, the, the most kind of creative entrepreneurs do start that way though. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's very rare yeah. that small successful businesses start with any kind of big business bang. plan because mm-hmm. it's just, mm-hmm. 
one person or two people mm. so they don't have the luxury of approaching that way and actually I think it probably turns out to be more of a blessing I think so yeah you get to make what you actually want mm-hmm. whereas in a bigger company people constantly want to know if it's commercial if it's going yeah. to sell if the profits if the margins are right whereas yeah when it's just yourself you can do, do you do you wear your underwear every day not every day mm. no well no not every day mm. Sometimes I wear variations of it, so if I've made something out of... Uh, quite often I'm wearing something that's a style that's not available. Mm-hmm. Exclusive. Wear that most of the time. <laughs> yeah, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> for you only. Yeah. <laughs> if you were going to expand the line, what would you go for next? Um, we are just bringing in a couple of underwired bras, which we did do a while ago, but then... Um, I wasn't around enough all of the time to make the stock on demand because they're a bit more time consuming, mm. whereas now I am. So we've brought in, um, we're bringing in a leopard print underwired bra, which previously they've all been soft bras. Mm. So that's where we're going next. That's cool. Mm. Leopard print. You're a fan. Big fan. And an underwire. Big fan. <laughs> People love leopard print. We're 90s girls. <laughs> we are, it's true. They get me buffaloes. Don't talk to me about my buffaloes. Oh, had sad. one chance to wear them. Yeah, you went, to go and watch, you went to watch the Spice Girls. I did go to watch the Spice Girls. I've had a pair of limited edition leopard print and red buffaloes nice. since I was about 13. Wow. And I've basically been waiting for the time to go and see the Spice Girls to wear them. Yeah. And I went to get them out of my cupboard after I bought the tickets and the rubber bits on the bottom have rotted into wow. like dust. Can wear them. Awesome. Buffalo, if you're listening. <laughs> I did consider sending them to you to, uh, to ask you to fix them, but I couldn't find the right person to contact. I bet they would though. I bet they would as well and I would pay. Yep. Shower. He's having a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot louder than I thought it would be. door open. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> We're very close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might go and um, investigate. <laughs> I really hope he's just in the shower with the door open. <laughs> What's your favourite thing on the website at the moment? going to have a look what you say. Oh my goodness. I don't know, it's difficult for me to identify my favourites because I know the most popular things, so uh, they're okay. automatically... I love the oyster. Visible. I like the peacock stuff. Oh, that's gorgeous. There's so much of it left, though. Oh, really? Yeah, there's maybe not one. That, I think that's so beautiful. Is that what the corselet one is the one that's attached? Mm. I think that's absolutely gorgeous. I think they're all really gorgeous. There's a new corselet coming as well, but with the peacock. Oh, it's the, the um, sequin one, which is the really fit one as well. The sequin, like, pants. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're quite, yeah. <clears throat> is that comfy? Is this, I mean, it must be comfy, because it's not on the, like... Yeah, you, it's yeah. no different to any other fabric. And it's lined as well, so it's... It's smooth, but you just I can't really wear it. very tight things under it, because it's, the sequins are obviously textured. That is a lot of threads in that. I've got my pillow down. Oh, yeah. For you to have a feel. Wow. Oh, my God. Crisp. Like, that's hotel quality. Yeah, yeah. That's the best bit about singing in a hotel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thick. (laughs) Good stroke. See if you can count all 600. Yeah, I (laughs) can. Yeah, they're there. They're there. 
really sharing, isn't it? Really it's sharing. Really sharing. Yeah. Um, is the show we're picking up, or is that okay? You can, it's quite funny. <laughs> you can hear it. You can hear it. But so yeah. people need to wee. They're going to really need to wee after hearing that bit, aren't they? That's you, Mike Dory. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Poor Mike Dory. Weekly shout out. It's time for the teapot of truth. That is quite a teapot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is. It's, it's a little bit like a um, what a nineteen fifties Aladdin kind of teapot. <laughs> yeah. Fifties Aladdin. Love it. So, what's in the teapot? Well, questions. Oh. <laughs> Would you like to read the first one? Oh, that's a good noise, isn't it? What is the most awkward thing that you have forgotten to bring to a professional engagement? Ooh. Oh. Oh, I've forgotten instruments loads. Like, well, I've forgotten my saxophone, forgot my flute. Mm. That kind of thing. It's not really embarrassing, but... I guess it it's not so awkward if that's as part of something that you're singing at. You could cover that with the fact that you are singing mostly anyway so they may never need, they may never know that yeah that's true mm. music forgetting your music is quite annoying that's quite annoying especially if you know bits of it but not all of it it's really annoying forgetting backing tracks to a backing track gig is quite yeah it's, it's quite <laughs> <laughs> awkward a, a number of times <laughs> yeah um and has resulted in me setting up a shared Dropbox folder of panic backing tracks which I think remains empty I can't think I keep a spare sequin dress and sequin shoes in my car I've just taken out my emergency heels from the back of my car have you? Yeah, you bet this weekend I'll forget my this heels this is the one yeah I've never it's, a, it's not it's like a really old dress I think it went into a bag for like a charity shop and then as I was taking the bag of stuff to the charity shop I was like you just, oh. you never know. It's gonna at least it's sequins. It's horrible, but at least it's sequins. Because you ha- you've been caught out before. No, but I just no that one day that will happen. No, I've no, it's not happened. Was it? There was yeah. an emergency dress purchase. I remember you had you uh, trotted off to Hatfield. Oh yes, yes. Oh my god, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, that actually ended up very well. I was off to do a gig, and I'd read. It was with the ba- with a band where I we sometimes do one set of music and we sometimes do a different set of music and for both of those sets of music it's a different era so you need different dresses and I bought the wrong I'd read the plan wrong and I bought the wrong dress and I was in London and I jumped in my car and I was like I'll see you at the gig because we had a rehearsal during the day and I was about half an hour late because I went to Hatfield Outlet went to Ghost and bought the most expensive emergency gig dress ever but. It was a dress that I'd seen somebody else wear at a wedding that I'd been like, I really want that dress and I couldn't find it anywhere online. Blah, blah, blah. So it all worked out for the best. But that is not an experience that I ever want to repeat because I, I probably drove quite illegally and scarily because I was like, I'm going to be late. And I've it's true, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, I need to not revisit that. That was really scary. <laughs> Sorry. Traumatising. I, I know these two women who used to run a lingerie brand in Brighton and they were both going to visit um, a shop in London to try and sell their wares. And they didn't talk about what they were each going to wear. And then the following day, they turned up at the train station in identical matching Fred Perry dresses. Oh, my God. And it was far too late to do anything <laughs> oh, about it. No. So they got on the train and arrived. And the shop thought it was so hilarious and quirky. <laughs> and it was so memorable. So that, well, yes, it's, it's, a, it's a good... <laughs> they can turn up, yeah. They can do. You've bought emergency heels at a train station before. I 
have. Yes, I have. Yeah. Very frustrating. Just exactly the same pair that I had at home and just forgot to pack. Oh, no. <laughs> oh that's so annoying. But, yeah, that's not, not so bad. Would anybody else like to pull it? I have a question. question. Let me see if I can reach into the teapot and find it. Uh, if you were going to create a movie of your life, who would you cast to play you? <gasps> Interesting. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> who is that woman in um, Save the Last Dance? Julia Stiles. Julia yeah. Stiles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. She, I can see that though. Can you? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that's why I go to it because when I was younger, one of my friends was obsessed with the fact that she thought I looked like her, and nobody else agreed. Nobody. No, you do. But forever, I, I feel that. like yeah. she was one of the first celebrities or people in mm. a film who I knew by name, and so maybe I feel like I have an attachment. You've got to an affinity her. to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I can see that. Also, great film. And a great film, Anne Hathaway. So, well, yeah, I there would have to Anne oh, Hathaway because. Wait, you would choose Anne Hathaway. Hannah is Anne Hathaway. I'm not. I'm not Anne Hathaway. <laughs> She's not actually Anne Hathaway. I'm Anne Hathaway in the Princess Diaries pre makeover, <laughs> like that with the frizz and the glasses and the and we all know that that's true. I, it's either her or Tracy Beaker. But it has become <laughs> it has become a thing. Never, I, I never Tracy thought Tracy Beaker. Oh, really? I got Tracy Beaker a lot when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, just because of the hair. Because of the hair. But yeah, Anne Hathaway pre makeover in the Princess Diaries. Someone sat on me again. That one. That's yeah. So maybe her. But you can choose. You don't have to be. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But I, again, you have I feel to have like a physical resemblance. No. It could just be someone that you think would like smash being you. I don't know. You go. I'm Anne Hathaway. I'm struggling. I, I don't know the answer to this. I've thought about it a lot. I'd say Kate Winslet, but uh, reservedly, because yeah. I'd like to see her skills on saxophone first. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Because <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody like approximating the playing mm. of an instrument badly. No, 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 no. Sure. Yeah, you know how frustrating that is when you watch a film and they're like, they're, yeah. not, really, they're really not playing, not playing that. that. Like in Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah, it's awful. He does not play, does not play saxophone, but it's funny, though, <laughs> yeah. isn't it, when he talks about it? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> Hi, all you jazz lovers. <laughs> That's very tongue-in-cheek, to be fair. Who do you want? I don't know. I've, I've struggled with it for a long time, if I'm <laughs> honest. Struggled with your I, I like to identity. cast my entire family in films. Right. Um... And my dad would be Jim Broadbent. Absolutely. And mum would be um, Miriam Margulies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just sit down and easy. Michael. Really? Yeah. She She's welcome to play my mother. <laughs> Very Please similar. do pass it on. Do, if you see her. If she's listening. <laughs> Miriam Margulies listens to our podcast. Can <laughs> imagine? It's so good. And... Um, as everyone always tells Richard, it needs to be the guy from The Hangover, the Greek guy. Yeah, like Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Mm. And then I get to me and I'm like, well, I just don't know. You, you just you. don't know. I said, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Mm. Yeah. Please send in your thoughts. That's true. That, that's if it. they're nice. And if they're not, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Keep them to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd have Eddie Redmayne play, Doug. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I served him Hugh. a latte once. Oh, yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. I think Hugh Bonneville might, might play a good dad. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm not no, sure. I'm not sure about that. I don't think so. Hi, Duncan. Hi. <laughs> oh, who would play your dad? He's out there. Yeah. Hugh Bonneville, I feel, is too like. Whenever I think of Hugh Bonneville, I think of him in like Notting Hill type thing. 
not Downton mm. Abbey, and so I feel oh. like he's a bit too like your dad's. Have you much... haven't seen the new Paddingtons, have you? No, I have not. Should I? Yes, okay. they are great, great films. Okay, especially as the Pullman features in. Oh, Paddington that's so too. true. That's so true. Mm. Ben Whishaw would play my brother. Yes, he would. A hundred percent. Yeah. We've gone in a This is really useful. Yeah, because yeah, everybody knows where I am. Sorry, guys. Such a good exercise for radio, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I feel like as you're in a bit, that's probably you're probably going to edit out. Can anyone else tell exactly which brand and flavour of body wash Patrick's using? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's wafting down. I'm out because yeah, I ordered it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't smell it. Original oh, sauce, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, oh, tea tree and mint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, original sauce. Here he comes, minty fresh. Minty fresh, man. Nice short. <laughs> Wafted. <laughs> Who would play you in a film, Patrick? Um, probably Idris Elba. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. Um, the similarities are endless. Oh my gosh, it's uncanny. The number of times. <laughs> say, excuse me, can I have an It's not actually me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not stolen. <laughs> Top quality content from Mr. Phillips. <laughs> he loves it when we're here, doesn't he? He loves it. Um, I feel like we've quizzed you to... Quizzery. Quizzery. Oh, wait. Oh, no. <laughs> Where can we find you? Um, you can find us on our website, pippandpantalemon.co.uk. Um, you might struggle with the spelling, but <laughs> if you put pip and pant, it'll probably also fill. <laughs> it's a sad fact, but it's true. <laughs> um, on Instagram, the same, pip and pantalemon. Lovely. Wonderful. Facebook. Brilliant. Not Twitter. Not Twitter. Definitely not, not Twitter. Not Twitter. That was definitive. I like that. Someone once told me, choose your social medias and only do as much as you as you can do. And I've never been on Twitter in my life. I don't know. Maybe I should. You don't use Twitter I find, very yeah, much. Yeah, Twitter I find very tricky. Yeah, mm. I much prefer Instagram. Mm. Yeah. It's the place to be. Place to be, guys. Well, it's the place to be until you want to sell sheer underwear. I followed a, a few I follow a few accounts who have found that yeah, quite challenging. Yeah. I mean it is difficult, but I can see why it's being policed. Mm. Because you can stumble across kids use Instagram, yeah. they can stumble across the wrong thing. And uh, I feel a little bit like some brands um, think Instagram owes them something and they have a right to be furious they're not letting them show um some sheer underwear and i'm perfectly okay with nudity in women i think it should be celebrated but you can't put a parental lock on yeah. instagram so mm. maybe right time and place mm-hmm. yeah although it has made me consider really seriously before designing anything sheer Really? Yeah. As to where it can be viewed and yeah. and sold. Yeah, it's difficult to photograph. Mm. Like white stuff. Yeah. White, white clothing is difficult to photograph as well. Mm. Do you do the photography? No. Thank you for tuning in once again. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the sushi at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pleasure as always. And I hope to catch you again soon. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 
thank you for listening and don't forget to follow the Spitfire Sisters on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and don't forget to 